Welcome to Space is Fake, the podcast. Season 2. Transmission incoming. From outside this world. This is uh, Kenny. I'm Kenny. Hi, my name is Alex. I'm a new guest on the show. Houston, we've got a problem. What space is fake? Say again, there's nothing out here. What space is fake? Say again, there's nothing out here. What space is fake? Say again, Houston. Space is fake. That's the name of the podcast. Say again. And today we are going to be covering the uh, the beautiful man himself, Keanu Reeves, um, and just Hell kind of the yeah. life and times. You know, he's been he's been a meme. He's been a, an actor. He's potentially a, uh, a being separate from the dimensional uh, plane that we yeah call he, reality. he's definitely not of this plane <laughs> um there there's even a website called uh keanu is immortal.com yeah um which that's i mean what more what more evidence do you need actually podcast over just go to keanu is <laughs> actually that please don't go there uh <laughs> that is a trash ass website that uh, i think i'll refer to later but most of all, with Keanu Reeves, he's just like you and me. I mean, he eats. He's seen a ghost when he was a kid. I mean, who hasn't seen a ghost when they were a kid? A lot of cool-ass people actually have seen ghosts when they were kids. Exactly. Like uh, fucking the guy from The Doors, you know. Well, because it's, it's your, your people from the other plane yeah. that are talking to you. Yeah. The inspiration. That's how we got the inspiration for Riders of the Storm. Exactly. Do you know? Do you know about his ghost story? Keanu's no. So, so um, this actually came from an interview. So it's his word, his his spoken word, essentially. The good word. The 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 good word of Keanu. If this was in a book, this part would be in red. Yes, this this part would. Uh, direct quote. Uh, he basically was in a room with his babysitter. Who I didn't rewind the video to, to double check the name, but I'm pretty sure he said Renata, which is like a Croatian name too. So, fact checkers out there, you know, YouTube this and correct me if I'm wrong. But, Fun fact: uh, that's also the same name of the girl that Brett Kavanaugh supposedly and all oh, his friends bang fun as and by fun i mean not fun at all dude oh why'd you derail me on that <laughs> fucker ah sorry you said renata uh, yeah 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 Fuck. Mm. so ghosts keanu reeves the good word of kr uh it goes on to explain that he was uh in the room his sister was sleeping and he saw a jacket in the doorway kind of like flap okay Ghost. almost like a wave at him but there was no person or anything just a jacket and he was a kid like 10 years old or something and he turns to his babysitter and she's mortified like yeah. absolutely drained from the face uh you know just completely distraught and he goes on to um you know kind of shrug it off and like well that happened that's mm-hmm. a ghost and that's that's his ghost story i've actually 
Wait, wait, that's a whole ghost story? Is it a, 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 a jacket Yeah, he saw, he saw a jacket flap in a doorway. Um, but so I imagine it was getting less less mythical by the moment. So, so well, <laughs> I, I mean, so, like, depending on how your house is set up, like, you know, in, in most of the houses that, that I've lived in, mm. we, right in the doorway, would have, uh, like, coat racks or, like, just hooks on the walls. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're outside, like, out, uh, other than the, the main entrance doorway there's never it, it was never positioned in such a way that you would be sitting in a room and then directly looking at the door and therefore like maybe a breeze comes or something mm-hmm. the, the way he and uh, well when i say the way he explained it what i mean is he didn't really specify that's a, that's a thing that keanu does often is he he rules by omission yeah that's true i, he, I, he, I, I he, saw that in a lot of quotes that I he, he keeps the excitement and the the hype of himself in the observer right because mm-hmm. beauty really is in the eye of the beholder so yeah. he's you know like he's got that down well and one thing that is just like kind of rings true about keanu reeves throughout everything he does it's like he's really subtle he's and a lot of people criticize him for being like a super deadpan like kind of non-actor actor you know what do you mean of, by a deadpan like that he just is sort of uh people say a lot that he plays himself which is kind of uh, an empty vessel to begin with um so okay but i think there i think i i would argue that there is some subtlety to his roles Uh, so but he is you know he's so on a range but okay so in terms of his roles what i've found excuse me had to burp my protein shake oh you're good uh, oh, that was for the listeners. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't have to apologize to them either because I've been editing this shit and I burp a lot. Word, word, word. <laughs> Directly into the mic. All right, well, if you have a problem with us burping, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon and tell us all about it. Yeah. Because we're not going to read comments otherwise. Just kidding. Who knows? Uh, but what I want to say about Keanu Reeves, um, in looking at some of the... Uh, like just remembering the movies I've seen, and then also oh a lot of uh, sorry, my Charlie's dog's, going buck wild. My dog's freaking and 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 and, and Nino, on, the one-eyed pirate, just isn't having it. No, he's like, he's dude, not. get off me, yeah, bro. I'm gonna get that booty. Get off me, <laughs> um, dude. Nino's the shit. He's very but cool. uh, but yeah. So with Keanu Reeves, what I personal opinion, his voice is the same in all of his movies. Oh yeah. So in that way. He's a lot like Nicolas Cage, where, like, I would say Keanu Reeves, um, the roles that he plays are for him. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I, I think in a lot of ways with, with Nicolas Cage, this was the thing, is he tries to get personally and professionally better with each role that he does. Yeah. Right? Um, so... In John Wick, because, you know, like, all of a sudden... Because when The Matrix came out, like, that was cool, but that there was a certain genre of people that gravitated towards that. And if you were not part of the sci-fi, you know, the robots are taking over uh, type of mentality, that wasn't... You know, you didn't get excited about that. Like, a lot of people that, that are um, into John Wick and subsequently then into Keanu Reeves now might go and watch the matrix and it's like, Oh, that's cool. 
but it's cool because that's John Wick. Right. But like for me, like when The Matrix first came out, uh, that was a time of my life of the two cassette movies. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, one of our friends, this is so funny. We've always had friends that ran video stores. Okay. Um, which like kind of interesting now that I think about it. But basically, so I had free range at this at this video store and I went through this phase of just like B-movie mania. Hell yeah. And then I kind of got tired of that. And then movies started coming out that were on two tapes because they were just so fucking long. Uh-huh. Titanic, of course, was one of them. Didn't watch Titanic. I had no interest at all yeah. in the Titanic because like, I wasn't about romance at uh, 11 years old. You know, right. Was, uh, this is a hard sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was, I was like, trying to do real things, like watch The Matrix. Yeah, like dodge fucking bullets. Fuck yeah, dude. Mr. Smith punch him right between the by, right between the specs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so when The Matrix came out, uh, what was it trying to say? Uh, yeah, like that. that's the same voice that he uh, that he uses in almost all the movies. But for that movie... He trained like Kung Fu and all these other things, whatever, to get better. And then in John Wick, like he straight up trained in judo, in um, jujitsu, and then in like three, like action shooting, like multi-platform action shooting or whatever. Uh So basically, um, he's a fanatic when it comes to his movies. Wait, he trained in Kung Fu? For the Matrix, yeah. Like you can uh, you can pull up videos of him and the entire team training in Kung Fu. Oh shit! I think I found it. I know Kung Fu. Wow, that was crazy, dude. Dude, I know. He just plugs. You just get plugged <laughs> in and you learn Kung Fu. Um, but yeah, like if you if you watch the John Wick training mm-hmm. featurettes, like he he trained in uh, how to like drive aggressively um he doesn't it's really funny people ask him about his stunts Mm -hmm. and he's like i don't do my own stunts i do 95 percent of the movies do me basically (laughs) like in john wick he said um the only time they used the stunt double was for when john wick gets hit by a car oh shit yeah he's too much of a bitch to get hit by a car i mean kind of he's kind of a puss (laughs) that way um you know he's got fragile bones he's like 50 yeah dude i wouldn't want to be hit by a car at 50 either um i'm just fucking around but he does everything else the studio probably didn't want him to get hit by a car he's a cash cow Uh, dude right right yeah they they, there was uh, another thing with him uh because he's a motorcycle fanatic yeah he has a motorcycle company right yeah that's true he makes his own yeah um, but they don't want him to ride his bikes during any like film shooting because you know that could fuck. Because it's up. a huge liability for them. That's so fucking lame. Dude. Uh, let, let Keanu be a badass like he is. But what I really liked about Keanu, and I think we should pull this up. And matter of fact, I'll just do it. But if you had a chance to see him in '91, he did an interview with Good Morning America in '91. No. And he is so fucking, like, like he just, I don't know. I, I think it's like, he's he's got this level of coolness about him in this interview that, here, I'll just, I'll just play it for the crowd. 
Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Well, wait till you see what this charismatic young actor gets into. Hear him. You may remember Keanu Reeves for the far out time he had in the movie Bill and Ted's far excellent out adventure. Time. Well, far wait till you see bro. what this charismatic young actor gets into, co-starring with Patrick Swayze in the new high-energy thriller Point Break. Keanu plays a danger-loving FBI agent who will go so far as to jump from a plane to get his man. Even though he doesn't have a... So a couple things real fast. Uh, him in Point Break. Uh, he, he puts in a lot more emotion than in the, the current Point Break that's uh, like recently been out. Yeah. Where like they're way too cool and like today's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, the way he plays in that Point Break, it's like, it's really funny. Like he goes to shoot at a guy and then he just can't and just has this like moan of constipation and then just empties the clip in the air. And we won't play this for the crowd here, but it's really, uh, it might actually be in the end of this uh, three minute clip. Oh, nice. Uh, and then the, the part about the Bill and Ted's adventure that I want to point out, which is kind of cool, is that he came up with that just to include his friend in a movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like a whole franchise. There's like there's well, yeah. a TV show, I think. Well, those uh, movies were fucking huge, and they're huge, like cult classics. They and they still totally hold up. They yeah. are. I mean, they're silly as fuck, but they're still. I mean, dude, but they, they had like time travel through those uh, the the England telephone mm-hmm. things, the the telephone booths. Yeah. And that's like a thing that they use in Sherlock Holmes, right? Or not Sherlock Holmes, but Doctor, Doctor Who? Who. Well, yeah. I think Doctor Who probably predates uh, Bill and Ted. Mm, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think I, it goes I, back to like the 60s or 70s. I suppose so. Anyway. Okay, I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, can, you can concede that one, but it's still fucking, that was, a, those were some solid ass movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing from that movie, there's a, there's a compilation of every time he says, whoa. Oh really? Yeah, and it's every time it sounds the same. <laughs> it's fucking great. But uh, but basically, this is where I think it stems from. So let's cut. Let's just uh, listen to Keanu Reeves be fucking cool at like however old he was in '91, probably oh, yeah. like in his twenties. Yeah, like I would hang out with him even today. Here we are. Parachute. Oh yeah, this is him falling out of the sky in a parachute, and uh, he doesn't have a parachute. Like he just I also love his comment when when they asked him about whether like how they shot this. Uh-huh. They just wait. Keanu's here. That's one heck of a game of chicken. It is. It is the ultimate game of chicken. So are you going to tell us, did you really jump out of a plane without a parachute? He's not going to tell us. No. But are you that kind? Are you like the devil, you know, daredevil adventurous Once in a while I kind of dabble, but not really. Not really. I heard it's motorcycles. Yeah, right. I have a motorcycle in Hollywood. I don't know. I don't have a car. I ride a motorcycle, but I'm not really a speed demon or nothing like that. No? No. It's a 1974 851 Commando. <laughs> and, um, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, um, Patrick Swayze in the film actually jumps out of an airplane. And you see it filmed. And um, Everyone was trying to figure out whether that was really, really happening. Could they be superimposing these guys like over there? No, it's like the real thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, that was one of the cool things about the film that we did. Where do you want to see yourself? in like 10, 15 years, considering the movies that you've done, wow. what kind of parts that you've played? 
don't know. I, I just hope I'm acting. Just hope you're acting. Hope <laughs> Is that every actor's hope? No, just but that's not for the bottom line. I mean, I hope that it's something with um, a passion and, and something that. Well, you're going to do another the Bill and Ted. I mean that that movie was a, a real hit with a lot of people, and you, I think you've done a sequel, right? Right, right. We just you've finished. already shot that. Yeah. Can you tell? It's called the Bogus. Bogus. Right, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Bogus yeah. Journey. Can you tell yeah. us what Bill and Ted are going to do at all? Okay, right. Okay, so Bill and Ted have moved out of the house and they're living by themselves. And um, there's evil Bill and Ted robot, robots who come back from the from the future and they kill Bill and Ted. And then while Bill and Ted are going through heaven and hell and purgatory, um, they're trying to get back to save the babes because evil like Bill and Ted. Like this little time warp here. Yeah, because evil Bill and Ted want to kill a babe. People are now also going to be seeing you in the Paula Abdul video. Right. I think it's called Rush Rush, right? right. It's got some dramatic moments. Let's yep. take a look at one right now it's from the Paula Abdul video. You're holding a little further from the. <laughs> yeah. And I'm told there's some little steamy scenes too. Hmm? Yeah, we do a little kissing. Yeah, little tough work, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. How did that come about? Um, let's see. I met Paula. We met at a charity event, and um, and then she, uh, I heard word that she was doing this video, and she asked me to do it, and I met the the director and the producer and they went over the ideas and stuff and it seemed interesting to do all right listen nice to get to know you yeah <laughs> we'll watch yeah. for you in this movie okay good <laughs> dude the fucking the way he ends that okay good yeah yeah so, keanu so, fully banged that interviewer he hit the fucking back walls on that shit dude. oh dude yeah he was <laughs> he was touching the deepest parts of her soul telling her all about the other dimension that he probably took her to his home home dimension <laughs> with that one um fucking bardic inspiration to the maximum yeah dude uh but yeah, so that was Keanu in 91. Should we get into kind of like his personal life and kind of the like horrible shit he's been through and uh, some of that stuff? Um, yeah, I think I think we definitely uh, we should. But last thing on his coolness. So apparently his name in Hawaiian, uh, his full name means soft breeze rising. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, and then the other the other version of it is uh, cool breeze mountains. That's fucking cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, how cool is that name? Uh, his dad was a fucking heroin dealer. Do you know that? That I did not. It's kind of kind of badass, you know. That, I mean, not not badass is that he abandoned their family when Keanu Reeves was like three. But yeah, but you know, <laughs> hey, you know, it's hard out there for a pimp, and you got to make your money. Um, so if if that's in the realm of selling dreams. And letting people chase the dragon. Yeah. I mean, hey, plenty of rich people do it successfully. Yeah, man. Chase the dragon, not deal heroin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... Um, like, you know, I wonder... Like, I would love to, to sit down with Keanu Reeves and I would ask him about what memories he has specific to that. Like, to his dad being... Because, like, how much do you really remember, you know before like four or five you know well apparently he um 
he said in interviews like his dad left when he was like three but uh he was still in contact with him up until he was like six mm. and then apparently he met with him again later on in his life i think he was you know later in his teen years um met back up with him but uh, that's about it but um, then he also lost uh one of his friends to drugs oh i didn't know that uh not his dad but keanu yeah I apparently lost uh lost a friend to drugs and that was uh an inspiration for a movie he did where uh he basically is trying to stop a heroin dealer oh okay or someone or one of his friends that commits murder i kind of forget them it was one of his earlier movies yeah um but yeah that's that's not nearly the end of all the fucked upness that happens to him, right? Yeah. So he, um, in 1999, his girlfriend at the time um, uh, uh, gave birth eight months into her pregnancy, and the baby girl was a stillborn. I did um, read that. Yeah. yeah, which kind of it fucked up their relationship. They, I mean, that is like pretty common for that to fuck up someone's relationship pretty quickly. Oh, that's a, that's a quick um, stiffy ender for sure. Yeah. They broke up just uh, a couple weeks later. And, um, and then three years later, uh, she was, um, she was killed in a car accident. Too. Dude, it wasn't, it was 18 months after that. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 So in like oh, yeah, 90, it was in, in 01. Um, yeah. So in 99, the stillbirth happened and then in 2000 she was in that car wreck like she drove her car into like a line of parked cars or something yeah um and was thrown from the vehicle um so yeah. that's fucked um he was uh, at the time keanu was shooting um the matrix two and three yeah and um and apparently took some time off and shit but yeah that's really it's really fucked up and uh you know he's uh yeah i don't know i don't know where i was going with that it's fucked up i mean he he does um he doesn't dwell on it in in interviews that i listen to but he does um you know briefly i mean he confirms that like yes it's had an impact etc yeah obviously but uh dude a cool thing um and and so okay so some of these next parts came from from one of those uh top thing cool things about a person videos uh-huh. and you had kind of mentioned uh some of those but like uh and and what's interesting to me is how much that permeates the culture but people think he gave uh like 80 out of 113 million from the money that he made for the matrix uh, movie to the special effects crew right uh and that he got the stunt people uh like a bunch of harleys yeah uh which that second part i think is cool because now he has a biker gang right like can you imagine keanu reeves biker gang and just rolling down <laughs> hollywood that would be pretty bad no fucks given although i don't think that part is true either um so what what actually happened was and and i don't know why it got blown up to to being like that he gave 80 million dollars to the special effects crew what he did do though was um so just due to contract contractual agreements that he had with the um with the producers of the matrix Mm -hmm. um and and the whole series there thereafter um he had the right to a certain percentage of ticket sales 
Mm. And so he had a right to uh, to a percentage of the ticket sales, and he chose not to take any of that. Oh, and that did end. That resulted in about thirty eight million dollars that went to, in theory, the rest of the cast and crew and crew and right, right, got uh, distributed know, and special effects and everybody. But not it wasn't specifically to special effects, and it wasn't eighty million dollars. It was more like thirty eight million, and it's not like he gave a sum of money to them. He just was like this theoretical money that I'm going to make later. I don't need that. Yeah, and he and he also has been like really philanthropic he um well he has his own like or he set up a cancer charity i think his yeah. sister survived leukemia and he uh set up like a charity that he's not directly as like he gave it to someone i think no I, he set up a can he completely set up a cancer charity and just didn't attach his name to it yeah, he did it that's in, what like, trying essentially to anonymously yeah which is like pretty fucking cool like he's not i mean being, that's that's the truest being, way to do yeah. it otherwise like if you're if you're doing it if you have the means and like yes you're still saving lives etc but if you put your name to it that to me is still it's like kind of a narcissistic move. yeah it inches like, towards ego rather than it's selflessness kind of, yeah it's kind of a rich person thing to like like i don't want to out any anything this is just like a quick anecdote yeah um my ex worked at a uh, an animal shelter yeah. and uh, just because by the function of her working there we ended up getting tickets to this like super fancy gala mm, I think um, you're telling me a little bit yeah, about that I may have told point. you the story um, in Bellevue and dude it was like so it's like this super ridiculously fancy dinner that it costs normally like $850 just to get in damn that's just tickets and that's a steep price tag yeah and then once you're in like they have these these massive auctions on um like just all kinds of different shit but it all it really amounted to was um a bunch of rich people circle jerking over how nice yeah, they a, are and how sweet they are and who can pay the most money to have their name on the biggest thing at the place? Like they, ju it was just literally, you donate money, you get something named after you, and that's just such a fucking yeah. rich person thing to do. And it's cool that Keanu didn't do that. And he's also said like that he doesn't really, you know, he's like at the point where he doesn't have to think about money, and he realizes that, and right. so he really doesn't. He doesn't. He, he donates a lot of the money that he gets because, yeah, you don't. He's, I mean, dude, he it was make, quoted it, as saying like, "I could live several centuries on just the money I have right now. I could never earn another dollar, and I'd be fucking fine." Which is a good way to fucking look at it if you're if you're making that much money. Nobody needs. I mean, it, it's it's dollars. in a lot of ways it's a realistic way to look because like you don't really need. You don't really need a lot of money to live out your life in a in a very very comfortable way, right? So like like literally most people would be fine with a million dollars, assuming that you have a you know reasonable amount of student loan debt, you know not too many credit card debts and all that shit. Like you could set yourself up with like half a million to a million at any age for the rest of your life yeah or, like, or at least for the majority of the rest of your life yeah you know you couldn't ball out hard but like but you could feed and house you, yourself you're not gonna comfortably like mm -hmm. you you could you you won't have a butler and uh like a stay servant 
Right. But you could pay a crew to come clean your house once a week. You know, you could probably pay someone to do your laundry. You could probably hire a chef. Yeah. Um, you know, to pre-cook your meals and shit. Like, you'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, so... Kind of uh, cool. But yeah, his, uh, his philanthropic uh, endeavors are pretty dope. Um, and, and I love that you brought up the several timelines or, or several uh, lifetimes thing. Because I got into a little bit of uh, the occult around um, Keanu Reeves. And there's actually not a whole lot on that. There's a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And then there's uh, one kind of fun fun tidbit. So the two bullshit things. Uh, one was that he was going to reveal in a book that he was writing the truth about his immortality. Uh-huh. And uh, it was dubbed as... And I'm air quoting for you uh, listeners out there that he was uh, writing it in a book of shadows. Yeah. And so I followed some of those links. And basically the links refer to the book that he wrote uh, called The Ode to Happiness, Mm -hmm. which is basically an illustrated book where every page has like a single quote on it. Yeah. Um, And I didn't like look for a bootleg PDF to like look at the quotes or anything. But it's not, I mean, you could, you could draw a line to say that happiness, like general, like, like there's true, genuine content state of mind in life. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and finding happiness that way could be like the way to, you know, immortalize your life. Right. Um, but it, it was just funny to, to read that uh you know the book of shadows where he discloses the key to immortality uh and then the other one which is that first one i mentioned keanu is immortal.com basically talks about how he mk ultra sarah palin Mm -hmm. because he's a he, he took a blood oath for his home country of canada to uphold its socialist devil worshiping ways fuck yeah dude and uh that he because sarah palin as the governor of alaska and thus uh neighboring with canada yeah she's the liaison uh, between the u.s and canada obviously yeah yeah but she was basically by by being the governor of, of alaska which you know is is between russia and canada communism socialism yeah. basically the same thing for the purposes of, of this website but that uh that yeah basically he, he tried to like mk ultra her through some like spell weaving and shit to basically stop her from uh taking canada down and the the social worshiping devil damn or or the the devil worshiping social is whatever yeah. i mean it's synonymous one one is the other basically so in this uh, in this psychotic right-wing fever dream did they who won Oh, I... They're both still alive. Dude, I mean, I, I I, kind of, after reading the first few paragraphs, skimmed over the rest to just see what it was kind of talking about. And then I was like, like, it, it was such hot garbage. Like, like I enjoy a healthy amount of intellectual hot garbage. Uh-huh. But there's a point at which I just, like, I'm getting too old. I'm about to celebrate breaking into the 30s in, in my uh, immortal lifespan. I just can't be bothered to like fully commit 
to hot hot garbage on that level. Yeah. Like like I get it, but they just like it was it was almost like reading keywords. Right. Like it, it was like a couple keywords and then hot garbage that just didn't make sense at well, all. I gotta say, like, like it wasn't even into good. All that, reading into all that conspiracy shit used to be so much more fun back when we didn't have a president that it was is probably also reading this shit and taking it very seriously. Dude, like I I love good fan fiction. Yeah, like, me too. Like, like definitely. That, yeah, that's what was the fun aspect of it to me. Is it, it was just like, yeah, these people are clearly fucking, fucking like crazy. learn how to write, have something to say. Like even if they connected it to Iron oh, don't Sky, don't think it's real. Don't think, don't really think it's real. Yeah, like, <laughs> like exactly. But seriously, if they had made some some connections to um, to Iron Sky and Sarah Palin being a reptilian and like. If you haven't seen the trailer for Iron Sky or Iron Sky 2, please, well, don't pause this right now. You can finish Finish listening to the episode, subscribe to our Patreon, and then... And then watch the Iron Sky and Iron Sky 2 trailers. Uh, Iron Sky as a movie does exist. I couldn't even get, like, I couldn't get through the first, like, 10 minutes of the intro. Like, literally, as soon as they beam to Nazis on the moon saying we're attacking mm-hmm. and relaunching our you know blitzkrieg or whatever i was like oh, i can't yeah like i'd rather fucking i have I, to I, say though that that you showed me that trailer that was one of the first things we we ever bonded over man that was it uh, is yeah. they're great trailers uh and there's a lot of good shit in there when i saw that taste or that trailer i was like this guy is a tastemaker yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> when it's good i can tell uh but yeah so the the third part on uh, Keanu Reeves being immortal that I found was his likeness to Paul Monet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of similarities with him and Paul Monet uh, in that they're both essentially actors. Um, and there's a painting of uh, Paul Monet at 27 that basically is a spitting image of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, that I think that kind of sparked the whole immortality kind of, conversation. Dude, but like the, the likeness is even more apparent than like the Nicolas Cage one yeah no I I yeah the the Keanu Reeves one is like it's kind of creepy seeing like, it and he looks that, a little vampiric in it too I must they say. kind of they kind of do um which I mean essentially like it could be true I mean like I'm not saying it's not people people rag on him for basically looking the same his entire life and with the exception of like his teen years and well now he he has a beard right and that's it like a little bit of gray in his beard if he shaved his beard i mean i I guess he's he's looking a little older in the face but still i mean he could pass for for 32 dude yeah you put some good cream on that face yeah (laughs) he i mean let's uh let's isolate that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna use that for a pre-roll that's gonna be our new intro song is we're just gonna remix that yeah put some good cream on that face <laughs> uh but yeah that, that's about uh that's about it the only the only other part about his likeness that, mm-hmm. that and this is more like I, I thought it was really fucking hilarious his ibdm photo uh imdb imdb yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the photo from uh, from that is like 
maybe from when he was like 20, like early 20s or whatever. And he looks just like the dude from that UFO show, The X-Files. Oh, the da- aliens guy? No, no, no. The David, whatever. Like oh, Fox Mulder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yes. Whatever. What's his name? It's not David Buscemi. No, that's not it's, the name. <laughs> that's Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is David. It's David Duchovny. Duchovny, yeah. Duchovny. Oh, that's that? that's why. So when I was uh, like growing up and shit, I, I, would, pronounce, uh, I would pronounce it David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> He is kind of like a douche. Uh, uh, he's amazing, though. He's fucking cool. Dude, shit, we though. should... Uh, oh, podcast idea. for and, and if you're listening, please let us know if you agree with this. But uh, to do an episode on the new... The re-released uh, X-Files. That'd be cool. Because they like Dave Buscemi just goes fucking full yeah, Dave, Alex Jones. Dave dude. Buscemi. <laughs> I mean, Duchemi. Duchovny. Duchovny. Yeah. Fox Mulder. I'm just going to call him Fox Mulder because that's fucking doper. Well, and that that guy's I'm not to get off on too much of a tangent, but that guy's life is like that fucking show Californication that he was in. Oh, that's... is a documentary about about David Duchovny's life. Dude, I love the part where he gets blown by that nun. Yeah, in Californication, I only watched episode one, and, and basically yeah. that happens. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was I switched to Weeds. I don't know why. Yeah, Californication. I mean, I, I think both of those shows suffer from the same thing. Of like, they both had a great season yeah. one and two, and then and they then just kind of fall off after that. Like, fucking the we- weeds fell off so hard, man. As soon as they got out of Agrestic, there was just trash. Basically, yeah. But yeah. I still finished it. I did too. I, um, I mean, they had me strung on to the fucking last episode, which. Oh, we could do a whole episode on the last episode of Weeds and how much it fucking sucked. That was so goddamn lame. Dude, I'm adding it to the notes. Um, and for our listeners, would love your opinions on, uh, you know, if you, if this is something that you like. Yeah, we'll just um, do a mini-sode of me shouting for like 30 minutes about the fucking last episode of Weeds. We could do actually one of those like bonus episodes we were talking about where we just like actually watch it in real time and and talk over it. Dude, I'm like down. Mystery Science Theater Dude, style. I'm down. I'm also down to do like uh, X Files, um, and and just watch the entire re- the newly released half season. Yeah, yeah. Because there's be some good shit. Like, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if I mean there is an X Files podcast. It's a pretty significant one. Kumail Nanjiani's X Files files. It's actually not to plug other podcasts on this podcast, but they're not even an active podcast anymore. It's been really yeah. They they stopped like when that guy's fucking career blew up and he got like tons and tons of like movies and shit but um yeah he's he's awesome he's he's hilarious he's in silicon valley and stuff but if you you like x files uh go check out our sponsor not sponsor and if you're new to this episode a sponsor not sponsor is anyone any nod we give to all the shit that we like where there isn't an official uh relationship because there is not unofficial relationship with anyone with, with any of these uh and if or any entity right <laughs> well with the exception of uh like other outer dimensional entities yeah but you know that's the currency is not really and we are legitimately sponsored by soldier boys soldier game console they are our only sponsor <laughs> they're not but yeah fuck them. Uh, they are okay well <laughs> um but yeah, so so back to Keanu Reeves, uh, and, and if you absolutely hate this tangent, maybe this is not a podcast for you. Yeah, it's not. 
Um, Still, though, finish the episode. Subscribe <laughs> to our <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> uh, and then fuck for, off. for at least a month. And then you can uh, unsubscribe. and uh, Or yeah. just keep it rolling. You can just keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, however uh, you, you know, want. Just like, if, it's if, just easier. It's kind of a pain in the ass to cancel Patreon memberships. Um, not that I would ever do that to a podcaster. But if you uh, if you do all that and then want instructions on how to unsubscribe, uh, just send us your uh, podcast listening app of choice, and we'll uh, we'll send you the instructions. Yep. You know we'll do you that community service. Yeah. It's all good, um, dude. What's the first uh, What's the first Keanu Reeves movie you ever seen? I it I think it was either um, Speed or The Matrix. Nice. It was Speed for me, but I didn't know it. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah, I definitely either one of those. Whenever the first time I saw him was, I was like, I, this is just a, a guy. Yeah. Because I was just young. I didn't know fucking actors. Yeah. Or yeah. Give a shit. Yeah. I was like 10 when I saw Speed. It was on VHS at a friend's house. And I was like, dude, what the fuck movie is this? It but must it have been Speed because Speed came out first. It came out in like 95 or 90, 94. 94. Yeah. yeah. And I saw it at 10, so it's probably like 90, whatever, 98. Yeah, I thought I, I loved that movie when I was a kid, man. Dude, yeah, we watched it twice in a row. The same thing with The Matrix, dude. Me and my little brother used to just like watch The Matrix, not understand any of it, except for the fact that like shooty, shooty gun guns right. and people are dodging bullets. And so yeah. we would just go into our backyards with like our little Nerf guns and shit and just try to like dodge each other's bullets um and yeah it's like i i mean i remember understanding like that it was two different worlds and one was like a computer yeah whatever simulation yeah i kind of got that but uh, i really but was i didn't get much like the, the way i looked at it was like elevated gaming yeah like yeah a little bit like after it's it's like you gain awareness and now you just plug yourself it back into the game and now you do whatever the fuck you want right and as kids i feel like me and all my friends had such a fundamental misunderstanding of it because like the point of that movie is like this is a future that we could be headed towards in right. some kind of way like yeah. this is not good and as a kid i was like fucking uh dude this is gonna be so cool when the future is like that <laughs> dude i uh so i read this really really kind of eye-opening comment your your cat is headbutting me it's yeah cute i've never it. i've never been headbutted by a cat before <laughs> it's a pretty good headbutt dude yeah um but yeah i'd never um like contemplated this obviously because i'm not after subjugating the human race uh and really plugging them in for sustenance oh, okay. to each his own i guess and, uh, absolutely <laughs> but uh but i read this comment that was like uh b basically commented on the unbelievability of the whole thing because they were like if there was a robot entity that needed to trap something for sustenance mm -hmm. wouldn't the robots just take all the cows kill all the humans and just give them open free pasture yeah, but didn't cows, they didn't they feed off of like the complexity of human emotions yeah, and stuff? That's in most sci-fi's that kind of deal with that. It's always the complexity sci-fi and like just fantasy in general, right? It's uh like it's always the human soul yeah. that's the attracting part. And uh like I noticed that it it's it's the whole interaction of like mind, body, and spirit that is just so tasty for all these immortal beings uh out in the different dimensions that 
either don't have a soul mm-hmm. or you know whatever maybe their souls are just fucking the abyss yeah they all just stare too long into it it just fucking black hole inversion yeah dude. in the middle of their bodies that could be a fun book to write. If you write a book like that, um, just just send me like ten percent of the cut. Yeah, forward the royalties on over. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I just don't don't make me copy strike you. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be uh, a. You can just put me down as a producer since I didn't really participate in the idea, but I still feel like you know. Well, I, I think the way ideas it. work, you know, you you need multiple people to bounce shit around. Yeah, and you um, if you're just next to a good idea that happens, you get you get some. Yeah, of course. You co-op the idea. That's, I mean, like I subscribe to the idea of collect collective consciousness, and that's how that works. Yeah. Oh, and before we get off the subject of the Matrix, there's one thing I wanted to point out, which is just the very loose connection between this episode and our incels episode. Oh, red pilling. Uh, yeah, red pilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I fucking I fucked up in our in, in that episode in not mentioning the fact that like all these fucking dumbass chuds are using the red pill as like this grand metaphor. It's like the, the fucking people who invented your shitty metaphor are trans women. You fucks, you idiots, oh, I know. Isn't that great? fucking morons. They, the inventors of your fucking dumb shit, little universe don't agree with anything you're saying and you hate them. So to fucking mic drop. Dude, for real. For real, that's like I, that. That's that's where I was uh, confused the most with the whole red pilling as a concept uh, of just in general the those kind of leaners. Yeah, like I, I think incels do it. I know like a, a lot of right wing things are, are like leaning towards that way. Like the it's red like you pill, had like, to steal an idea from the Wachowski sisters in order to fucking fuel your right wing bullshit because. No right winger has ever come up with any piece of decent art, ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've I'm... like name one. Did any good art come out of fucking like Nazi Germany? No. Did any good art? Um, okay, okay. Are you ready? Okay, this is about to be real controversial. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I don't think so. Okay. The graffiti on the Berlin Wall. Of all the people resisting Nazi rule. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's not coming out of the right. That wasn't made by a right-winger. Well, right, right, right. That I was mean, made by a was... fucking hardcore lefty. Well, right, so right. I guess, it was just, yeah. you know, fueled right. by your environment yeah. type of thing. Well, so can we, do we then give Reagan credit for all the good fucking punk rock <laughs> that has I mean, ever happened? I mean, <laughs> no. you know, no, I don't dude. know. I don't know. Would, would it have come out? Like, if you're not, you know, if you don't, if you don't, press a diamond or if you don't press carbon hard enough you don't get diamonds i don't know that's the that's sex loose. pistols god save the queen would never have come out if there wasn't a queen and mm, think you about know that one. like how many queens killed people and uh you know for there to be queens there had to have been kings and kings did the same shit so you know was feudalism bad <laughs> <laughs> feudalism well, created punk rock so how, basically, why don't you think about I'm that? Saying. You fucking it's what I'm snowflakes. Saying. If you're if you're trying to figure out what to do in your life, grab a hoe and go out in the field, plant some seeds. Yeah, that's I'm what talk, we're doing. I'm, I'm talking about agriculture here. Oh, I thought you were talking about podcasting. <laughs> Reap what you sow, motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, so Keanu Reeves and his movies, of course, uh, in that interview we listened to, there's the Bill and Ted. Uh, excellent adventures etc which uh pioneered a whole lot of things 
Uh, I especially love the idea of the evil robots that kill them, but then they go to all these other dimensions to try to get back. Save the babes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that That's a really, uh, really great concept. Um, another reason why I think we should come up with a show to try to sell to Netflix or Hulu or Facebook fucking watch whatever yeah man that's the ultimate goal of a podcast is to get a show you gotta so, be promoted yeah. from audio to video yeah at some point. um we're we're just we we don't want to be we don't want to suffer like the radio stars suffered at the hands of the the video stars no video will not is 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 at least i spit on video dude yeah video what like you watch things on and, the and, television? unless anyone wants to pay us to make videos in which case i love videos right well like audio <laughs> well except audio that is in concert with video of course of course <laughs> uh and if you haven't yet do check out our patreon <laughs> oh did you uh not to not to change the subject our patreon is a is a really uh important and critical aspect of this show yeah um but did, it's really the you, only reason we do this <laughs> we haven't even made it yet no i know and i don't plan to make it like ever really yeah it would be funny if we just constantly plug a patreon that doesn't even exist yeah that's i'd like to have one at some point though just like yeah but I, uh, yeah i probably but, i'm thinking like give it a year make yeah. it a real good meme and then like um what i want is someone in the public that listens to this to force us to make a patreon yeah yeah so that's the, the siren call is out there uh but did you did you happen to check out his band no i didn't listen to any of his band but uh i do i do know um and and listen to an interview where he talks about it how basically like it just speaks to how cool he is about everything like he's fucking awesome he, they he just plays bass like, he's not even like the front man of yeah, the band he's not no. like doing a jared leto and and he he kept doing <laughs> he kept doing it for as long as possible until the schedule of like basically he got so big as a movie star that he had to keep a consistent schedule yeah and couldn't like couldn't be they, going to band practice all the time well yeah and he shit. couldn't tour anymore yeah but i mean i also like i i listened to a couple of their songs and stuff okay. on youtube it's like not my thing it's like kind of soft alternative okay but it's not bad it like reminds me of have you heard the band guster yeah okay it's like they're kind of like guster they're 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 pretty good like i mean and he's clearly a fucking good ass bassist and everybody in the band is is clearly you know it's not they're, they're all technically talented and shit it's yeah, just yeah not they really, know what the fuck they're yeah doing. it's just not my bag but fucking props man that's pretty cool they, they know how to pull them strings yeah dude uh no yeah i i uh in in my research kind of focused on uh a lot of the the movies that he did and kind of the whole idea that, that he's a perfectionist when it comes to his craft and so in these movie roles he basically just goes all the way in yeah. and just jumps in deep um and, and a lot of that became apparent with John Wick. And I, I think that's probably just because of the day and age that we are in today. Like, it, it's almost like you, if, if you want to have an interaction with your audience and your fan base before a movie is released, you have little featurettes and like show the foe behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes kind of shit. It's the kind, kind of, of stuff shit. that would be on the DVDs if anyone gave a shit. Right. Like, because they had it for The Matrix. But we didn't have 
YouTube in '99. Right. right. The internet wasn't prevalent and available to everyone. In Although 99. I do remember geeking out over that fucking technique that the cinematographer for that movie for the original Matrix, mm-hmm. where they did the like bullet time camera and like okay. the one that does like a 360 around, uh, you know, whoever, whatever person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do. How like, they do that? Uh, so essentially. They would have Keanu Reeves or whoever was in the scene doing like, you know, I think the most iconic one is like he's doing like a fucking jump kick and it like time freezes and then the camera goes all the way around him. So how they do that is they had literally like like a hundred cameras all set up in sequence in a big giant circle around him and it was so dark and center lit in the room that you couldn't see the other cameras from any of the other cameras so that's like and a different level because you have to have your lighting just right and you also have to have the timing like perfect and so it would they were set to trigger and start filming like a like a like a 0.5 second clip each of them in sequence it was like ding 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 and just going all the way around and it was probably less than 0.5 seconds because they had to cut all of that shit together right and they had to also make sure that all the cameras are identical in every way or else you're totally going to see a drastic shift but from one frame to the next so it was just like a super impressive thing that i like when i was a little kid i I saw that on the special features and i was like whoa fuck yeah my vhs tapes didn't um we'll have a side story on uh, a special feature that I experienced on a cassette tape as a child back in those days. Nice. I'm not going to go into that tangent. Um, that That's definitely going to have to be uh, Patreon only. We're going to do a special episode about the first porn you ever saw? <laughs> Is that what you're getting Did I tell at? you the story? No. Okay. Um, so, uh, I think before we, we started, I was telling you how I had, like, always a friend of ours would have uh, a store. Yeah, like a video store. A video store. And basically what they would do is they would tape movies, like, on satellite. So a couple people would have a satellite dish. Because uh-huh. we, uh, like, with the war and everything, there was no, you only had three channels. And, and the movie channel was, like, garbage. Right. Like, you you might see, like, Gone with the Wind and Casablanca. And those are great movies. And if you haven't seen them for, like, a, a, a shit ton of reasons, you should. But it's just basically shit that the station wouldn't really have to pay for. Yeah. Like, they're, they're basically no copyright having movies, like, um, from, you know, a minimum, like, 30 years ago. Like, fucking Westerns and shit. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I grew up on John Wayne and thought John Wayne was cool. Yeah. But, like it's because that's the only like shit we had yeah it was like black and white westerns and all that but anyway so this one movie uh it was bambi uh-huh so like my entire life i had no idea how bambi ended yeah like i, I like i don't remember i don't remember anything significant like because all those movies kind of have like lessons for kids or whatever yeah and i had no idea what bambi was about like in the end like i knew like oh it's a little like or was he, I don't know if he was male or female. Like I, I, I actually like, don't remember. Either. I, I was I like, think Bambi was a dude. But I, I was like was three girl. or four. So like, but I just remember a little like deer baby and a little bunny baby, and they just like run around the forest and there's snow and like they just have a great time, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of the movie, someone had taped it over with a French porn. And so you thought that's how Bambi ended. You're just like. Damn, this movie is it has some third act problems. Dude, I, I, yeah, right. Uh, but no, yeah, I sat and watched. It was me and my brother watching, like during the day. Like, uh, dude, it was like noontime. 
Yeah. And my mom was either in the kitchen or like she may have been outside shoveling snow. It was the winter time. Yeah. Like I, she, just, but she wasn't in the room. And we're watching this on TV, like you know, like Saturday morning cartoon bedtime or or in the bed, whatever. Um, and yeah, we sat through and watched the whole porn. And then like my mom came in at the end and was like, I don't remember her making a big deal. Like I'm sure because my mom. Internally, she was probably making a big deal of it, but well, she was probably trying not to express it. Well, much. well, she would she would make a big deal uh, to the people at fault. Like, not it wasn't our fault, right? Like, like we went with her and fucking rent the Bambi. Yeah, like you know, you're watching literally the most innocent movie in the world, right? Yeah. And anyways, it's a great porn flick. It's a French one. Um, what's really interesting is how my brother and I remember different parts of the like. The parts of the movie that he remembers, I didn't remember until like we had the conversation, and he was like, "Oh, I don't remember that part. I remember this." But basically, it was weird when Bambi and the and the and the bunny went home, and then there was like a dude putting his dick in the yeah, girl's ass. Like, and and so, but what's okay? So the funniest part is that freshman year of high school. Uh, you know, fifteen-year-old sheltered kids. You know how they are. They fucking watched our spongebob squarepants and shit like i was a cool kid back then aka i hadn't watched spongebob yet. yeah and you, you were more like checking out the fucking end of the bambi tapes and shit. yeah you know basically yeah, yeah. i was trying to live that life but uh but yeah so uh we were talking in english class and somehow uh like i had said that it was a conversation about like all the disney movies like little mermaid and blah 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 and, you know, Bambi, and I was like, oh, I have no idea how that movie ends. Now, I didn't go any further because, you know, I had better senses. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, had no idea how that movie ended. Like, because everyone, you know, how people are, like, they, they make a big deal. Like, the mom dies. And, like, I get it. Like, she gets shot by a human. Uh, didn't like, that, wasn't that, like, the first scene? Isn't that at the beginning? Or is that at the end? I, I haven't thought, seen, I haven't seen Bambi. I, I, I thought that was at the end. Because I don't, be. I don't remember the mom getting shot yeah but i've seen similar like kids movies where it's like through the eyes of the animals and humans are bad yeah like there's this one you had mentioned how uh your your dad was it that lost a cat to an owl uh so that was that was at my mom's house yeah or your mom's house yeah yeah so like there's a scene in this one cartoon i watched where uh an owl and a snake make friends over eating mice yeah um but then there's also um, and that's when all the other animals are gone. So it's really interesting to see because they're all basically trying to run away from humans and back into the forest. But then they get caught on this farm and they're hungry. And so none of the other animals are present. Yeah. And so they basically just snipe a bunch of their own because they're hungry. Damn. Dude. And then there's this one where two turkeys are trying to run away. And I'm not sure if it's the female or the male one, but it gets caught by the humans and then it basically cuts to a scene of a cooked turkey on the fucking windowsill. Jesus. And the other turkey just fucking dead, like just dying, crying because it's mate. And and those cartoons are very like Noah's Arky. Mm. Like it's not like, you know, you have a bunch of turkeys. So like, oh, we'll keep figuring it out. No, it's like two of every kind except the predators because there's only one owl, one snake. Um, fucking movie was this, dude? I don't even know. I just remember watching it as a kid. Yeah, I don't even know the name of the movie, because um, they because all those movies had like uh, Croatian names. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. They they were English, but they would sometimes the cover would be in our language. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like these people don't eat anything. Before our tangent, we were talking about the uh, the movies, and um, I I saw some funny like behind the scenes stuff on a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to quickly comment on those, because um, I think it it just speaks more to his personality and, and dedication to his movies and how just fucking cool he is. But uh, in the Matrix, there's a behind the scenes that I watched where uh, they're doing the like walk into the big building scene. Uh-huh. And uh, as he's filming it, he runs across the like the, the open space behind one of the pillars, and he goes to like duck behind it and just slips. <laughs> it's oh, the shit. funniest slip, just eats shit. Damn, dude. And so then they uh, so then they reshoot that, and now he's uh, uh, back to the to the pillar, and he's uh, he's about to like pull a second set of guns out. Uh-huh. And he goes to do it and just misses the guns <laughs> and just goes. Pew, pew. <laughs> and um, yeah, that whole that whole movie just looks like a whole lot of fun behind the scenes. Yeah, I um, imagine. And then my second favorite movie of his was Constantine. That was a fucking banger too, man. That was a really good movie. Dude, Constantine was legit. Now, this is really funny and I, I have to show you this. It's a YouTube clip. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see if I can just highlight it on this on this phone and, and just go to it. But basically, it's a scene where a demon, um, like it's like a god type demon or some shit. Yeah. But the demon puts his his fingers into like his rib cage to probably pull out his soul or some shit. Yeah. But the way it's cut, the way it's cut, looks like it could literally be a prison rape scene. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of fucked up, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show it to you. It's on YouTube. Let me see. I'm 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 struggling with technology, y'all. <laughs> um, I'm new to the iPhone game. Here it is, dude. It it, it basically. Um, let's let's see. And if the sound sucks. I apologize. But basically, it's a scene from Constantine where he's attacked by this demon. Uh-huh. It, it just, it looks like a rape scene. Yeah. Like, it looks like a prison rape scene. I mean, just from the thumbnail, it looks like, yeah, that's what it looks like. All right, here we go. Entertaining in its own right, thanks to some creepy visuals, supernatural themes, and a talented supporting cast. So he's, he's ripping under his ribcage. Oh yeah, that is. He's, he's right behind him though. He's got his. He's whispering in his ears. He's whispering. Dude, look at this cut. Oh my god, just that. There's like a shot then of Keanu as the just the bad guys. Just the bad guys' legs. Yeah, he's it, standing behind Keanu, and Keanu's legs are like open just, and just wildly and going twitching, crazy. dude. Oh my god, man, that is a suggestive scene. You could recut that into. Hey. Dude, you could you could take the scene from American History X, the yeah. audio from that scene, and cut it to this. Yeah, dude, or that scene from fucking um, <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Oh, dude, not <laughs> Zed. Oh, dude, that fucking. Oh. 
you know, to be funny, I could say that chafes my ass, but like that's that's disturbing. Yeah, like that shit. Ah, fucking Pulp Fiction, great movie. Go go fucking watch it. Uh, But that's Constantine. um, That that kind of stood out in revisiting it now. Yeah. Um, like I remember watching it way back when and you know like my mind back then was more focused on like the cool ass demons and like fuck yeah dude you know is he just like having psychotic breaks uh, and, and is that just his mind fucking with him but then there was uh, the movie <laughs> so so I may have mentioned this movie to you it's called Knock Knock uh-huh. that he did and it's basically a movie where if you Okay, I'm not going to go on that tangent yet. So two girls are stranded or whatever. They, they knock on his door uh-huh. and they're like all wet because oh, it's fuck, raining. Oh, fuck, dude, I remember this movie. <laughs> Have you seen it? I don't think I've seen it. I think I just remember the trailers for it and being like, what the fuck? Yeah, I only watched the trailers uh, and haven't seen the movie. There's a, so, so basically, there's a part in it where like they have him um, buried in the ground to his head. Uh-huh. And then they're like trying to just stone him to death. Yeah. And he just goes on this fucking like rampage verbally. Just being like, you know, what was I supposed to do? Da, da, da. And I don't know if there's like a sex scene in there. You know what? I actually I, I think I might maybe be. did see well, this movie. So, but here's... Because they, they, they end up killing the shit out of him. Or at least they fuck him up and then he gets in trouble somehow or something at the end. It's like, it's basically what... Uh, Tucker Carlos, what Tucker Carlson thinks getting me too is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Well, so here's in an interview I listened to uh, with him in it. He said that one of the girls, uh, and he says the name, but I'm like horrible with with names mm-hmm. on the fly like this. But one of the girls was a director's wife, uh, and it was it was the girl that he had like a pretty physical sex scene with. Yeah in the movie uh and and so during the interview the interviewer's like uh oh so that that must have been that must have been troublesome right and he goes not for me (laughs) (laughs) and he enunciates it that way too um and, and my comments uh my comments to this based on the uh john wick trailers i watched and his comments around how he likes to get into it He's a physical guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he uh, he didn't... They, they asked him, uh, you know, if it was awkward with the director after and all that. And he was he basically said he just kind of moved forward. No, like the doctor just, or the director brought it up and he was just like, I like to get into my roles. <laughs> yeah. I like to intimately know the subject matter of the material and the character i really just just eat it all up just just get just bite down on a nectarine-esque wave um but yeah and then uh the last one that uh we briefly talked about this before but uh, i found out the name of the movie it's it's my own what I call the ripoff of Mortal Kombat, uh-huh. and it's called the Man of Tai Chi. Man of Tai Chi, dun 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 dun. <laughs> Man of Tai Chi, <laughs> dun. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's uh the the movie. There's like two parts that stand out. 
one, it's meant to introduce uh, like a martial arts uh, gently type guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't in the movie, I think his name is Tiger. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know his real name because um, I only had seen the trailer and I listened to uh, there's like this 38 minute long video uh, where they it's like a Q&A with the audience about the movie because it's his dictor- directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing and I love Keanu Reeves as an actor and will continue to watch his movies. But the movie cost like 25 or 55 million to make, according to the wiki page. And it made a little over 5 million. It was like 5.85 million. Dude, yeah. How much of that twenty-five to fifty million do you think was just Keanu's salary? <laughs> I mean, so I would be willing to say not a whole lot. Well, because... so was this early on in his, in his career, or is this no? I mean, it was recent? it was like relatively recent. Oh shit! Yeah, it, I would it, think that Keanu would be a pretty pricey get. I mean, even though he's not like a dick about it, but he's, but you know. I, I mean, yeah, maybe, but um. Like, it's a pretty expansive movie in terms of, well, maybe it depends, right? Because, like, 300 was built in a warehouse or, or shot in a warehouse they built for it. Um, but, like, this, there, there's, like, essentially the point of the movie, real quickly, is there's a dude learning Tai Chi. And he's, like, the last surviving uh, student of, uh-huh. this, of this master. But he wants money. Like, he's tired of living on a mountain or whatever in this monastery yeah and keanu reeves is this like billionaire uh sets up fights for the fun of it type of guy yeah. but he also fights because like the biggest thing the end scene is keanu fights this dude hell yeah in the end like at the monastery which is probably like the learning point at the end you know it's like value of tradition and you know peace and calm etc versus like doing it for the money yeah uh, and, and the whole movie, he's just trying to get this guy to kill because he just sees it in him. And the reason I bring it up and why I bring up the Mortal Kombat part and why I think the whole thing is really funny to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if Keanu Reeves did a secret nod to Mortal Kombat, but there's essentially a part where he tells, he says, finish him. <laughs> like, he, he, you know, the fight happens and the dude's like on the ground and he's like on top of him. And he's just got to punch him in the throat or like just smash his face in. And he hesitates. And so Keanu's like, finish him. And uh, when I had seen the trailer the first time, that was the only part that like, it kind of stuck out. And I was like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> like now all these kids born, like whenever the movie came out, it's like they're not, they're going to associate it. With, Dude, yeah. yeah. Like all the cool movies that the greatest references. And uh, yeah, none of these kids are going to know. Did he finish him? Did he do like a fucking babality on him? Turn him into a little baby uh, and smash it him? It doesn't show it in the trailer. And I really didn't want to spend the two ninety nine to watch the movie. Yeah, it's not not worth it unless he does an actual fatality. And I, from Sub-Zero. what from what I saw in the trailer, there was no blood. I think it's like uh, one of those kosher rated type movies. Yeah, you know, for kids and, and under. Lame. Um, yeah, it's not a it's not a cool movie. But yeah, I also Scanner Darkly was a popular one. Dude, that movie fucking slaps. That's an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, they're. 47 ronin like i don't know if you like samurai yeah i I saw that one i wasn't that into that movie but i i I could appreciate it like well i I saw it as a kid so i was like more from that angle 
Like, what, didn't it, that one come out like? I feel like that. that just or maybe came I wasn't a kid. I don't know, dude. I still like, feel like I'm a kid today. Yeah. Um, so that's where that comes from. Uh, so I have. <laughs> okay. Before, <laughs> in my notes, I, I have a thing with it, just a YouTube link that says long distance phone call. Oh, I know what that is. Okay. So I want everyone. Ah, oh, Jesus. I forget the. Okay. He does, he does this movie where he's like a hacker type or something. Yeah. And they're, they're going through it here. I'll just play it. But basically, uh, someone asks him like, Oh, what are you doing? Like, cause he's uh, on this like huge computer type. Have you ever seen swordfish? No. Yeah. It's another hacker. But anyways, like this elaborate hacker terminal with like the entire map of the world and digital. And he's got these gloves, like they're, they're VR gloves and he's got this VR thing on. And uh, <laughs> they go, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm making a, and like, I forget what they say, but some fancy. And he goes, I'm making a long distance phone call to China. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking great here. I'll, uh, I'll pull it up on the tube. Uh, I love, I, I just, one thing that is one of my favorite things is just shit in the 90s and early 2000s that's just like Hollywood's portrayal of hacking. I know, I know. Dude, so this is, uh, the, the the YouTube video is called The Evolution of Keanu Reeves in Movies by Mr. David da 37 It's got 89 views. Uh, so Let's get that up to 91 views, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give this channel some love for putting this shit together because... This is fucking greatness right here. Come on, play. Dude, come on. God, technical difficulties. Damn, this tap to a new bush. Oh, can you turn it down a little? Making a long distance phone call. Beijing Hotel. Right. Oh yeah. You can't imagine how I want you. You can't imagine how I want you. That's what I mean Anyways. by deadpan. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> you can't imagine how much I want you. But that's uh, I'm making a call to Beijing. That that's basically uh, <laughs> that that's that's basically oh my god, uh yeah. So the long distance fucking phone calls. Whenever that movie came out, uh. I, like a long distance phone call was such a fucking crazy thing that you put it in a movie and there's a guy doing a, a call through a VR fucking headset to it. I mean, just, I know it's fucking great. Um, and then the other two works of his um, that I have to, that I want to see uh, one is called generation. Um, uh-huh. and that's basically uh you should just bring it up on uh, the the database of movies. Just type just type in Generation Um Keanu Reeves. I've got a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, I mean it's probably a shitty movie. Like uh, a lot of his shit is actually uh, a bunch of flops. But just just check out what it reads. Like just read the synopsis. Should be like at the top or wherever. Generation Um follows a day in the life of John and his two beautiful cohorts as they live on the fringe, immersed in sex, drugs, and indecision. That's the worst of the three. I know. <laughs> they can't even decide what they want. 
As they navigate their daily routine of bars, crowds, and New York City living, they embark on a path of self-destructory. Or destructory. Self-discovery. <laughs> self-destructory. <laughs> Written by I love it. I love it. Um, uh, the tagline to that movie is, To survive, you must discover who you are. Or not. <laughs> it's got a Borat-esque feeling to it. Um but yeah, and then the other one is uh, Echo and Narcissus. Yeah. Narcissus? Are you familiar with that Greek story? No. Well, uh, Narcissa? Narciss- it's the story of Echo and Narcissus. Oh, okay, no. So, uh, Echo is, uh, in a nutshell, basically, and I forget, it's like male and female, whatever. But it's this uh, person that's... Um, gets cursed uh-huh. they get i think it's like they get lost and this person gets lost in a cave and they they're cursed to forever be the echo okay so like they're like the the god or deity of echoes because uh-huh. they're looking for someone to get lost in this cave and it's like one of the greater gods in in the greek i think greek or roman pantheon uh, greek pantheon curses them that they just fucking just keep hearing the echo uh-huh. and they, so they can never find who they're looking for uh, uh, and then uh narcissus is uh basically where narcissism comes from and it's this uh uh this this dude that gets cursed uh to have the most beautiful face or think that they have the most beautiful face uh-huh. and he's same thing he basically sees his re- reflection in a like a pool of water or whatever yeah there's various stories sometimes it's a fucking river lake sometimes it's just a puddle of water mm-hmm. and basically fucking is so in love with their face he just fucking dives right in and chokes to death yeah and then the narcissist flower grows there but you know from that life energy and uh yeah. it seems like kind of a dumbass like you could just get if you just really wanted to look at your face like close up you just get really close to the water but just close enough that you're fucking nostrils yeah. aren't underwater yeah i feel like it's just like his curse was not that he had a beautiful face it was that he had a beautiful mind <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> but yeah um so yeah keanu reeves movies i looked on uh, on that site too he's got a whole lot of shit coming up in 2000 uh he's yeah. gonna be in fucking toy story 4 yeah sick that is sick yeah he he has a credit for himself. He's like in an interview. Plays a guy, a guy named Tex in a show called Swedish Dicks. I know. Yeah, I saw that. Dude, it's, I mean, he's done a lot of uh, he's done a lot of work. Yeah, dude. And he's uh he's very humble about it. Yeah, man, he's cool. Um, like I love I love the video where he just like rides around on the subway. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't even touch the sad Keanu meme. Not that there's much to say about that, but there was just one time where he looked sad, and, and, and then it became a meme. And then there, on the day that that became a meme, that it also is now a holiday called Cheer Up Keanu Day. That's an awesome holiday. Yeah. So that's the thing. He also isn't on social media, which is. Uh... I think he's honestly. I, I think that in that time, like, like a, a lot of the people that got famous around then it doesn't seem like they're really fuck with social media and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of them, well, I, I say this, I don't actually know. I didn't check this, but they will have like their profile. At yeah. Least. Like some, probably somebody else runs like, it. Like, like they have a management. Uh, yeah, I know it really I, isn't. Yeah. I noticed this uh, the other day 
Oh, dude, uh, quick, quick stop. This is a page on Instagram. I'm showing Kenny right now. Is that, oh shit, is it's that somebody's, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Dude, this profile is the shit. Uh, you should go check out Mimless, M-I-M-L-E-S on Instagram. It's this woman that does uh, face paint art, if you haven't seen it, but it's legit. Like we're looking at this uh, face painting uh, that she put on her face of two women embracing. And it's like, I mean, it doesn't look like it's face paint. It, like, it looks like um, that video that Alex saw at the end of Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but definitely check, check out the profile. Uh, this particular one, Snoop Dogg uh, certified. So, you know, it's real. Uh, also, like 963,000 other people certified as real. But, like, here's some of her shit that. Um, Damn, dude. You can see, like, this one. Oh, yeah, this right here, the sushi hand. What the fuck? Dude, that's, I know. That's nuts. That's hand paint. Yeah, damn. Um, She's good at that shit. Dude, legit knows what's up. Like, check this one out. This is a face. This is a head. Damn. This is a face on a head being peeled off. Yeah, you got to understand angles and fucking shadows. Dude, and, and she'll all do live she'll do live paintings. Like she'll just paint her her, her face live. That's insane. Um she did uh she did one of her I think friend or like an acquaintance or somebody's uh pregnant belly. Hell oh, me. also check this out. Oh damn. That's that's fucking nuts. Dude, did you see the eyes open? Yeah. Dude, dope, right? Yeah, creepy. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, but yeah, I'm sure she's a fan of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh, this one right here. Fucking acid trip. Oh, yeah, that's nuts. I'd be interested to know if uh, if Keanu Reeves ever uh, tripped on acid. Oh, I would think so. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. I like, mean, Bill and Ted just... Like, I always, I mean, I always assumed that just based on his kind of general demeanor in the 90s that the dude, at the very least, smoked a lot of weed. And back then, you smoked weed, you did acid, too, probably. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. Because, dude, um, like, I, I was, Even these days, you smoke weed, you've probably, probably done a little acid. I mean, probably a little bit, you know. I mean, at, at the very least, you're... Uh, your joint was dipped in formaldehyde, you know, just a little sideways. Yeah, dog, sherm stick. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, but yeah, there's a compilation of every time that he ha he says "whoa" in his movies. That's awesome. And uh, most of it's from Bill and Ted, but then there's like a bunch of other ones from other movies. Yeah, and it literally sounds the same. Yeah, like that's the thing about him, um, where I like I don't want to say he's typecast. It's just he plays himself. Right. I mean, and he's, I mean, I think that to a degree, if we're just kind of giving our closing thoughts on him. Yeah. I think that he's an actor in the truest sense that he's like a fucking blank vessel. Yeah. And he. And he's can, just a regular I'm, guy. Yeah. And he, he, he does have a fair amount of range. Like he's done. He, he did Bill and Ted, which was really genuinely super funny. Right. Series of movies. And he's done more serious shit. Uh, like Constantine's and the Matrix and stuff like right. that. He's done like pure action shit. 
And then he's done a bunch of rom-coms and stuff too. The, there was uh, an interview I listened to where the director of that movie just said that that was something, like that was a huge risk for him to take. Yeah. Uh, and what they were really, like, what really stood out is that, like, he didn't even hesitate. Yeah. He just saw the shit and he was like, I'm doing this. He dove right in. He was just like, eating ass on day one. I mean, <laughs> I didn't see the movie. And uh, from the from the trailer of it, I think it's more of a... Uh, like one of those existential crisis type movies of like, I don't want to call, call it com- coming of age mm-hmm. type movie because I feel like those are more on the uplifting side, whereas this one was a Maybe little more, more dramatic. Slice of life. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was more like what my D and D campaign might be. Yeah, just dark. Yeah, like just trying to find light in darkness type. But it just continues to speak to who Keanu Reeves is as a person and the tremendous amount of depth that he brings to his roles especially as someone who again straight up rides the subway yeah like he he there's the the one clip he just gets up for a lady like hey have a seat and he's like, a man of the people dude he's like and he, he doesn't have bodyguards around him no like, he's like bernie sanders fucking flying coach yeah. dog yeah yeah absolutely well i don't know if he flies coach because he now lives yeah. in hollywood so you probably, well, I mean, I guess, you know, if you have to shoot a scene somewhere else. What's the equivalent of riding the subway in Hollywood? It's like Uberpool? <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> Uberpools, like, are probably done in, like, Lambos. Uh, That'd be awesome to see Keanu and Uber. And I, I, to close it out on, do also like that his biggest, when asked about, like, his ambition, he just always references where he came from and how he basically got into a hoopty in 85 and drove down to Hollywood with the hope that his car wouldn't fucking bust on the way there and that he wouldn't have to walk. Yeah. And that once he got there, he just wanted to act and hope that he could. And that's like someone that has the, like he has a star on the Hollywood fucking walk of fame. What is it? The, yeah that's it yeah the walk of fame yeah which i mean whatever like who gives a fuck but apparently it's a big deal yeah um if you get one uh yeah and like just contrasting that with like some of the other people that we've uh on the podcast and off the podcast talked about like johnny depp with his fucking 50 grand a month wine yeah purchases and like johnny depp is a fucking like buying properties just because you got money but you've never been there yeah, Nicolas like, Cage, you're not a dick, but you're uh, you're an insane person, bro. Yeah, but at least you know, at least Nick gets use out of his purchases. That's true. I mean, it, it, at the very least, the use that he gets out of them is just slightly advancing his psychosis. <laughs> right, which in a lot of ways, like you're. I mean, you're, that's what the people want. Yeah, and you're helping. You know, you're you're coasting through life. Like you just you have to you have to do whatever makes you better, right? So. You know, that's what it's all about. Or not. <laughs> Is that a callback to that tagline? Yeah, yeah, basically. It's, it's my shit attempt at closing this up. All right, well, um, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, yes. It doesn't exist. And uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, you know, just keep general thoughts, you know. Yeah, dude. Uh, and if there's anything, any other topics you want us to deep dive or shallow dip into, um, 
let us know. I just we'll do it. Just fucking weirdly, we were just talking about Johnny Depp. I just like hovered over this thing, celebs, events, and photos, and fucking his photo popped up. What the fuck, dude? IMDb. Dude. We got hacked. We got done hacked by IMDb during nah, this man. recording. Nah, man. It's just Uncle Sam's watching. That's I, fucking IMDb hacked into our mainframe. Fuck. We gotta burn the server. Burn it down. Burn it down. Podcast over. Say again.